We're in Parsha Noach. We're going to open in Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 9. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented Yahweh. They had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And Yahweh said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahweh. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Before we comment, we're going to read a few more verses, verses three, um, verses 11 through 13. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth, and when he was finished, he looked, and it was very good. How wonderful it is to have a work of art, a creation, and to look back and say it's very good. But now, not only was it corrupt, not only was it filled with violence, it got to the point that when the Almighty saw the wickedness and that the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continuously, God repented and said, why did I make man? It says it grieved him at his heart. How horrible, how horrible a feeling to make something so wonderful and have it turn to, to destruction. When we read this, when we read this in English, we may not pick this up, but it says there was evil in the world. It was corrupt. In verse 11, the earth was filled with violence. The earth was filled with Hamas, with Hamas. Again, we see this, the earth is filled with Hamas in verse 13. The same name as we call the terror organization, Hamas, violence. God does something with violence. He destroys it. He does not want violence. He doesn't want corruption. He doesn't want hatred and evil that is not just evil, but evil all the way through. Every, every thought is evil. And this is what Israel is fighting now. Today, as congregations around the world study the Torah portion, they realize that that Hamas isn't evil, and God is going to judge. Today, we're going to look at one of the foundational thoughts of, of all believers about judgment. Before we do, we're going to turn to Isaiah chapter 60, and we're going to read verse 18. Isaiah chapter 16, verse 18. Violence, Hamas, shall no more be heard in the land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation, Yeshua, and thy gates praise. There will come a time that there will be no Hamas, there will be no more violence, and God will destroy it. How did God destroy Hamas, the violence that was in the world? He did it with a flood. It's interesting, and again, because of the war, it's difficult to get exact details on many things. But about a week ago, it rained. Israel was preparing for the ground invasion. 
and it rained. I saw reports in Tel Aviv that there were cars underwater. How much did it rain? I googled Gaza and rainfall. I probably should have googled Shtarot or one of the Israeli towns, but I googled Gaza and it showed pictures of crops underwater and it said we already had flooding and to make matters worse, Israel had opened some levees, opened some gates from some dams and flooded things even worse. Um, again, I don't know the exact situation and it's hard to believe everything you read on the internet, but some people said that Israel actually by doing this, if in fact they did do it, they had flooded some of the tunnels the Hamas uses to store weapons, to attack Israel, to kidnap soldiers, to kidnap civilians, to do all sorts of wickedness. So what do we see here? We see Hamas being judged, being destroyed with water. But it won't always be that way. Turn with me first to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In order to please God, you must believe, first of all, that he exists, and you must believe that he rewards them that diligently seek him. We have to believe that God judges us. 1,000 years after the book of Hebrews was written, Maimonides wrote the 13 declarations of faith, things that all Jews should believe. And one of them is that I believe with perfect faith that God will reward those who serve him and will reward those with punishment, those who turn away from his laws. This is foundational. We should believe there is a judgment for all of us. In 2 Peter chapter 2, the apostle talked about, about the judgment that is to come. 2 Peter chapter 2, I'm going to read verses 3 through 7. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbers not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow, making them an example unto all those that afterward should live ungodly, and deliver just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. In here, Peter talks about judgments. He talks about the flood at the time of Noah, that he, God brought on the world of the wicked. And then he mentions the fire. God promised he would not destroy the world again. We read that in the Torah portion today. He would not destroy the world again with a flood. But next time, it will be by fire. We're going to turn to Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah chapter 66. Now, I could turn to the Gospels, but I want us to see this in the, in the prophets. Isaiah chapter 56, uh, 66. I'm going to read verses 15 through 17. For behold, Yahweh will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind, to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. 
For by fire and by his sword will Yahweh plead with all flesh, and the slain of Yahweh will be many. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the garden, behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh and the abomination, and the mouth shall be consumed together, saith Yahweh. God says there's going to be a judgment coming, and it'll be with fire. Picking up in verse 22 through 24. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, saith Yahweh, so shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith Yahweh. They shall go and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. For their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched. They shall be abhorring to all flesh. What is the prophet saying here? It sounds like the words of Yeshua in the Gospels, that there will be a fire that will not be quenched, where the worm will not die. And this is the judgment. There is a judgment coming. We cannot ignore that. Hamas does not believe that a judgment will come. They had a judgment, perhaps by water flooding their tunnels, and they're going to come with another judgment that's going to come with fire raining down from the heaven. But what's even more, this is a judgment for every man and every woman on earth. God will judge us. God is not mocked. God will judge. And we need to be ready to tell people in love that there is a judgment. Sometimes we don't realize the judgment we bring on ourselves. In Genesis chapter 16, Genesis chapter 16, Sarah was unable to bear a child. And she told her husband, Abram, she said, I can't have children. She said, take Hagar, the Egyptian, and take her as your wife. So Abram took her as a wife. She conceived and she had, she was going to give birth to Ishmael. But even before Ishmael was born, Hagar started despising Sarai in her own eyes. We're going to read Genesis chapter 16, verse 5. And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid unto thy bosom. When she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. Yahweh shall judge between me and thee. What did Sarah say, Sarai say here? She said, My Hamas be upon thee. I actually caused violence. And what is the violence? It is the birth of Ishmael, who has been attacking the Jewish people since his birth. God will judge. She said, Yahweh will judge between me and thee. Yahweh will judge. He will judge all of us. And we have to be prepared for that judgment. We have to be prepared in love, telling other people that there is a judgment. Hamas doesn't believe there was a judgment. So many people in the world who call right wrong and wrong right, they don't believe there's a judgment, but there is because God is not mocked. The first time was with the water, and he destroyed all life except for eight souls. God said, never again will I do this, but he promises there will be another judgment, and that will be fire. If you love your brother, let them know. God is a judge, and I believe with perfect faith that God will reward the righteous and will bring vengeance on those who hate his commandments. Blessed be the true judge.